baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The fog is out there. Be careful. Flashers on only if you're driving around, not if you're... No, beg your pardon. Only if you're stopped, not if you're driving around to make sure you got your headlights on. You'd be surprised how many people don't. And now when you factor in that so many cars are gray, well, there you go. Andy Smith joins us now, director of the University of New Hampshire Survey Center, 614 Crescent Time. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great, thanks. We, no fog here, but we've got a beautiful sunny day. Late winter, still have a lot of snow on the ground. Beautiful. Crescent time, central standard time is what I meant to say. Daylight saving time comes in this weekend. I saw a tweet yesterday that, um, let me read it here because I don't don't want to misquote anything. Lord knows something this important I want to be accurate about. Um, It says, Trump spends his days golfing, workshopping nicknames about DeSantis' height and, um, shall we say, manhood. And Tiny D is what he's been focusing, is what he's been focusing on. You know, had there not been a precedent for that, I may have doubted that tweet, but now probably not. Oh, my gosh, the state of American politics. We've got even more to talk about, don't we? Yes, we do. What do the polls say about the presidential race, which will be here before you know it? You know, I was looking at today, March 10th, once you get to the double digits of the month, it starts, it tends to go by, the first quarter of the year gone. We'll be there before we know it, huh? Hey, it's already been starting up here. Uh, we've had, believe it or not, a couple Democratic candidates in New Hampshire, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson. Neither of them are probably household names, certainly not Williamson. But this is an indication that there are Democrats out there who are willing to uh, challenge Biden. Uh, so on the Biden, on the Democratic side, it's kind of interesting. And uh, I shouldn't say, first off, it's way too early for us to figure out who the nominees are going to be yet mm-hmm. because people within parties don't make up their minds until the very end. There's no reason for them to. And national polling is showing that Biden is leading, um, but I, not by that much. He's averaging somewhere around um, you know 25 to 35 percent nationally, which for an incumbent president, he should be a lot higher than that. <laughs> um and no Democrat really has uh, come out strongly. No, uh, you know, well-known elected Democrat has come out strongly and said they're going to run against him. But boy, there are a lot of vultures that are just circling around waiting for, for waiting for that to go. Um, on the Republican side, it is interesting that, that nationally uh, Trump and um, Trump is leading, but not uh, not by a huge amount over um, DeSantis. But you get to the early states, and it's a lot different. And I, I can't emphasize enough when you're looking at polling and primaries or nomination battles, you've got to look at the early states because it still is a sequential fight. And the early whoever wins or does well in the early states has a big boost of momentum going into later states. So in the early states, like in New Hampshire, for example, um, Trump's behind DeSantis. And uh, I think that's that's a problem for him. Uh, he's been slipping in national polls. He's been slipping in the early state polls. But it, it's still kind of early. Uh, we haven't gotten into the, the heavy name-calling phase yet, apparently. Uh, so we'll have to see how that works. that shakes out. 
I was talking about the Vanity Fair article about Trump spending his days golfing, workshopping, and nicknaming about Ron DeSantis' height and, and, and shall we say, um, um, what's in his toolbox. Let's leave it that way. Leave it at that. Um, is that going to play as well in 2024 as it did in 2016, the personal attacks, or have we matured any as a nation? Yeah, and you know what? Let me tell you something. I had a hard time getting it getting it out without laughing, Andy, as I was saying it. But I'll ask you know, anyway. I think if if the candidates who are running against Trump haven't figured out a, a, a strategy to deal with the name calling, um, then it's their own fault. Uh, so I, I think that the candidate, it's not going to be new. People have to be aware of what to do. And I, I imagine you can go right back at Trump for all sorts of other things. But I just don't see that there's going to be as much opportunity for people to. <laughs> I don't think as many of the Republican candidates are going to stare aghast at being called names on national television like they were in 2016. Um, so I think that uh, will shape up a little bit differently. Americans do like presidents that are tall. That's that's a, a matter yeah. of fact that's been proven. Um, I, I don't know what that, that you can really look at that as an accomplishment because I don't know what anybody does to be tall. I wish if there was something they did, they'd tell me because I'd, I'd certainly do it. Um, and as far as the other thing uh, below the waist, that's just as eighth grade as eighth grade can be. So what would be a proper response for the Republicans? Because it seems as though in 2016 they didn't do so well. And say, well, that's all Trump's got. He can call you names. Mm-hmm. He's got no accomplishments. He's you know he's fighting off uh, legal tra- legal battles around the country, and he's already lost in the presidential election. Um, and if that's all you can resort to is calling your opponent names. It's not showing much seriousness on the political front. I, that's the, that's the way I would attack it. But and it I'd must just go right back at him and call him names. Well, it must call him names. Well, do you do that though? Do you jump down in the mud or not? No, I think you can do it by you know. Just saying this is all he's got. There's nothing left in the toolbox. I got you. Let's take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. What does Joe Biden have to do to ensure, and you can tell me when we come back, that he gets the nomination or to ensure that he does not get the nomination? We're talking to Andy Smith, our friend, director of the University of New Hampshire Survey Center. This will be our third or fourth presidential election, Andy. I think that we've been through with you, and we'd like to have you on board. Um, If you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. Are you happy with a Trump-Biden rematch? Is that what you would like to see? And this has so many different facets to it, because maybe you don't want Biden because you think Trump could beat somebody else, or maybe you want Trump because you think Biden could fit him, depending on, uh, beat him rather, depending on what side you're on. That article's got me thinking. 620, time for traffic now, WWL. Polling, and is it going to be Trump-Biden, too, for the election in 2024? Some of the texts that are coming in. Um, Trump versus anyone, Trump loses. Another text says Trump and Biden need to be put out to pasture. Time for us as a nation to put the geriatrics to bed. Does that factor in at all, Andy, that both of these guys are either 80 or nearing 80? By the time the election happens? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I, we're already seeing that discussion with uh, Biden that's been going around for quite a bit. It was even there in the 2020 election, whether or not he was too old. Uh, I think the only thing that Trump had going for him in that uh, context is that he was younger than Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, I think that there is a strong sentiment. And we've had we've done polling on this, and I think other people have done nationwide that 
both parties want to see a younger candidate. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to who the parties think can has the best chance of winning, because, frankly, they'll put up with winning with a, you know, somebody who's 110 in office if they can get away with it, both parties. Um, but uh, I think the more, more important uh, metric is going to be the economy and uh, the state of the economy come this fall and, and into the winter. Uh, next year, because if the economy is not going strongly, um, Biden's in deeper trouble. Uh, and, and that, I think, is going to be tied to inflation. And I think anytime you see uh, the, the the Fed looking at raising rates at a higher rate, that's not going to be good news for Biden, because you see what happens. Rates go up, stock market goes down. And when the stock market goes down, people start to feel like they got less money, and then they, inflation stays high, and they feel like they have they do have less money. That's going to be, I think, the determining factor, whether or not somebody really gives Biden a strong challenge. So we got a game clock, right? We're at the stadium there in New Hampshire, sir, uh, stadium. I guess there's one. (laughs) Fairly small. (laughs) Okay. We're there, and the clock is ticking, right? And on on the time limit for people, or or the practical time limit, not not, uh, a hard set in stone time limit, but for Democrats to come forward and challenge the president. When does that clock run out for Biden? How long does he have to stave off challengers? And at what point does it the clock run out in the field is like wide open? Well, it really comes down to money. Um, so, so the ability to raise money. I think that if that if Biden can hold off other a significant challenger, I don't say Marianne Williamson is a significant challenger, and she's just kind of sniffing around here. She's not really throwing her hat in the ring. Um, but if he can hold off uh, people throwing in their hat against him until late summer, um, I think that that's going to be very, very difficult for somebody to upend him. Um, the Republican field, I think, is wide open. And I think the big advantage for Trump is if there is a lot of Republican candidates, he's got the best chance, a better chance of winning the nomination simply because he'll do like he did in 2016, where in New Hampshire, he got 35 percent of the vote, nowhere near a majority, but it was more than anybody else. And he continued to do that until you know, near the end. So he, a big field helps Trump. Um, a big field hurts Biden in this case. I think that's one thing that incumbent presidents have done is they've really, really worked uh, since George H.W. Bush to ensure that there was no challenger within their party, even if it was like a Pat Buchanan, more of a symbolic challenge to um, George H.W. Bush. I remember Bill Clinton uh, worked really, really hard to keep Jesse Jackson out of the of uh, the 19, um, 1996 uh, primary. So that's the thing that Biden's got to do is really work to, to basically buy off everybody. He's already rigged the schedule so that he doesn't have unfavorable states like New Hampshire or Iowa in front of him. He can go to South Carolina where he did well. Um, but uh, that, I think, uh, is a bad backup strategy for Biden. Is there a historical precedent of uh, president uh, not winning re-election, then running again and defeating an incumbent president? Uh, I think it's just Grover Cleveland is what you have to go back to in the 1800s. And he lost uh, in between a very close race. Um, but I think it's got to go back to Cleveland. Maybe the only one that would be similar to that in modern times is when Richard Nixon lost in the presidential election in 1960. He wasn't the incumbent, but he lost and then came back and won in 1968. Um, But most parties, they don't like a loser. You lose once and you're done. 
so we really haven't seen anything like that since Richard Nixon. March 10th, 2023, 629, Central Time. What are the two names that are going to be running, Democrat and Republican? Give me two, as of right now. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 